This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Foundations, a weekly programme brought to you by the Reformed Church of Christchurch. Hello, I'm Esther Smith. Over the past few weeks, we've been considering the Christian sacrament of the Lord's Supper. To recap, to begin with, we considered what's special about the Lord's Supper is otherwise known as communion. Then we considered what it means to eat Christ's flesh and drink his blood. And last week we found out that participating in the Lord's Supper is all about receiving the benefits of Christ's death and resurrection. So the next question is, who should participate in the Lord's Supper? Here's Hendrik to tell us. Have you ever participated in the Lord's Supper? It takes place in a Christian worship service, and it generally involves eating a small piece of bread and drinking a little bit of wine. I know it doesn't sound like much, but in fact it is one of the most important Christian rituals. The thing is though, it is not for everyone. You can't just simply say, well, this Christianity business, I'm not really too keen on it, but... I'll check it out and do this Lord's Supper thing to see what it's like. That really wouldn't be a good idea. You see, the Lord's Supper is not meant for anyone and everyone. Only certain people should be eating and drinking the Lord's Supper. This ritual, in fact, is only for Christians, those who believe in Jesus. But now, do you have to be a super Christian? Someone who is really good? Someone who has really got his act together and never sins? Well, if this were the case, then hardly anyone would ever be able to do it. No one is ever good enough, not really. But the thing is, the Lord's Supper is not meant to be a reward for super saints. Rather, the Lord's Supper is meant to nourish and refresh the soul of the everyday Christian. Look at it this way. If you think that one needs to be a perfect Christian before one can deserve to do the Lord's Supper thing, and then you'd actually do it, then the Lord's Supper will only feed your pride, and it will not feed your soul, because you'll think you're better than you really are. Remember this. God, through the Lord's Supper, wants to teach believers about how Christ's body was broken. And his blood was shed so that those who believe in him can be forgiven. Well, who needs to be reminded of this forgiveness? It's your common everyday believer who struggles against sin, who needs to be strengthened by the Lord's Supper. So, the Lord's Supper is not just for the super Christian. You know, in our church, we have a set of statements that lays out what we believe the Bible teaches about all of this. I quote, Who are to come to the Lord's table? Those who are displeased with themselves because of their sins, but who nevertheless trust that their sins are pardoned, 
and that their continuing weakness is covered by the suffering and death of Christ, and who also desire more and more to strengthen their faith and to lead a better life. Now what this is saying is quite remarkable. To participate in the Lord's Supper, you've got to know that you are a sinner. You've got to know how you are saved from your sins. And you must desire to thank God for being saved by leading a better life. Well, this is really what the Christian faith is all about. This is what every mature Christian realizes. Every mature Christian knows that they are sinful. They know that their hearts are naturally dark and that they do not do what they ought to do. They know that their relationship with God is not what it should be because of their sinfulness which gets in the way. And they don't like it. They don't like it at all. They hate their sinful nature. But at the same time, the mature Christian also knows that they have been forgiven of their sin because of the grace and love of God. A grace and a love so rich that God the Father went so far as to send His only Son so that He might die on the cross, die in our place, die so that we would not have to bear the punishment for our sins. Every mature Christian knows in their heart that because of Jesus Christ, their sins are forgiven. Plus, every true Christian truly desires to do what God wants them to do. The Christian is thankful for being saved. The Christian doesn't try to do good in a desperate attempt to be good enough to be saved. But the Christian tries to do good because he is saved. Now, Christians may not always be able to express in specific words all these things that I've just been talking about. But at the same time, mature Christians know deep down in their heart how guilty they are, how Jesus Christ loves them and frees them from their guilt. And they seek to live a better life that says, Lord, thank you for saving me. I want to obey you. I want to do what you tell me in the Bible I should do. So, who should come to the Lord's Supper? Quite simply, all Christians who truly consciously acknowledge their guilt, who genuinely profess Jesus as the only Savior from sin, and who sincerely desire to live as God would have them live. God doesn't reserve the Lord's Supper just for a few Christians. All true Christians, no matter how bad they may have been at some point in their lives, no matter how difficult they struggle against sin, they are nonetheless invited by God to take the Lord's Supper, to eat the bread and drink the wine, and be reminded of what Jesus has done for them. You know, if you read Luke chapter 22 in the Bible, you'll read about the first Lord's Supper. You'll also read about how, right after Christ offered the first Lord's Supper, an argument arose among the disciples about which one of them was the greatest. It hardly seems like an argument worthy of super-Christians. But did Jesus say that they could not have the Lord's Supper? He doesn't do that. And why should he? Why should he not allow spiritual nourishment for those who needed it most? His followers were weak. But ultimately, he was the one who gave them strength. Now, all of this is very important for us to remember. 
After all, the Lord's Supper is such an important part of the Christian faith. And since it is so important, we should be clear that all those who are convinced they are sinners and confess their salvation in Jesus Christ and seek to live godly lives, they are welcome to come. Mind you, there is something I should clarify here. Should anyone be allowed to come into a church which is having Lord's Supper and say, I'm a Christian, and then be allowed to partake? Well, not necessarily. You see, if you're not actually a Christian, the Lord's Supper will do you more harm than good. I'll be talking a bit more about this next week. But for now, it just needs to be said that if your faith is not genuine, you shouldn't take the Lord's Supper. So, those in charge of giving out the Lord's Supper have a responsibility to see to it that those eating and drinking properly understand what they are doing. This is not to say to some, well, you're not good enough for us. Not at all. It's just making sure that those who take should be taking it. Should you be taking it? Believe in Jesus, live for Him, and then the Lord's Supper will be for you. You're listening to Foundations on Plains FM 96.9. Today you've heard Hendrik Barker reading edited material written by Reverend Jim Klausinger. So in today's program we considered who should participate in the Lord's Supper and next week we'll be considering who should stay away. We hope you'll join us for this Sunday at 10am or 10.30pm. Until then, on behalf of the Foundations team, Goodbye. You can contact the Foundations team by sending an email to foundationsonplanes at gmail.com. Join us for worship on Sunday at the Reformed Church of Christchurch. Our services are at 10.30am and 5pm at 63 Cornwall Street. Mm-hmm.